Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. And welcome to the Laney Gossip Podcast for Sasha Answers. Yay. It's Friday. And we're taping this on Thursday. Mm-hmm. And we did something really special together. We sh- Like something that might bond us for life. Yes. We were already bonded for life. Like let's not just okay, you know, yeah. throw but away. Extra. Extra. Um, we together <laughs> were on a shoot with a child of destiny. Michelle Williams. Michelle Williams. Yes. And Lainey, who was so nice, was um, on vacation, came out of vacation to do this interview. (laughs) She likes to tell me this all the time. Um, But it was pretty fucking awesome, right? Like, listen, I'll be honest. Michelle Williams is my least favorite Destiny's Child uh, member. I I would say that, like, you know, in terms of popularity, there's Beyonce. Yes. Then there's Kelly. And then there's Michelle. Sure. I think that that is… Everyone knows poor Michelle. Yeah. Um, but, but she was lovely. Oh, like I, for me, she's challenging Kelly now. Yes. Cause she was so nice. Um, so chill. There was no 18 person entourage. No. What was she awesome just, is she came in and she didn't know she was actually going to be doing an on camera interview. It seemed like, um, and she was like, oh, she was a bit shocked to see us all set up, but no fucking big deal. She was camera ready. She like fucked around yeah. with her hair a bit. Then was like, no, I'm going to put a cap on and like talk about the work that you and Duanna like to talk about. She came in, you know, without any really pretense nope. of anything and fucking was ready yep. to go. Super cute. Yeah. Great pants. Great pants. Survivor pants, as I noted. From Urban Outfitters, she said. Mm-hmm. Um, really good makeup. And really candid. We talked about her mental health struggles. Yep. She even dished a little bit about Beyonce and Jay-Z. We love her. We love her. She's, She's now number... She's number two. And she was two. super nice. Good <laughs> eye contact. Shook hands with everybody on the crew. Did she smell nice? Did you smell her? Yeah. I mean, not overwhelmingly nice, okay. but I mean, she didn't stink. Okay, great. <laughs> I figured so much. But but yeah, she smelled fresh. Um, I really like that, you know, she was happy to meet people um, and not be like, okay, I'm just talking to the person I'm talking to and I just don't want to deal with anybody else. Yeah. Um, but also not like begging to be your friend, like begging to be your best friend either. Although, like, who would? If you're already friends with Beyonce, why would you be begging to be friends with anybody? With us. Anyway, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like both of us, while it was happening, I just kept hearing like, ev- "I'm a survivor." <laughs> totally. <laughs> it was. It's so weird seeing somebody like a ch- like someone who just. Everything in my bone resonates with Destiny's Child. So to see her is just so much fucking fun. It was, so, it was also, such a fun day. I think that I've spent many, many, many months, if you add up all the time, like if you add up all the times that I've watched Destiny's Child videos mm. and performances, yeah. like if you stack up the hours and minutes and whatnot, it would probably end up 
like being an, a year of straight, your like totally. 24 hours a day <laughs> so straight. Yeah. And then to see that person and you're, so you're so familiar with them in a way that is a, like probably weird in I that, just, uh, totally that abnormal. was the first day she laid eyes on us. Yeah. Right. Meanwhile, in my head, I'm revisiting every fucking outfit, every yeah. dance move, yeah. every high note. Um, so yeah, that was, that was a highlight of our week. Yeah. Um, can we talk? Oh, I just oh. want to make sure yeah, when please. you texted me and you're like, um, Michelle Williams interview. And I'm like, I'm off that day. And yeah. she, <laughs> you're like, fuck. And I said, um, but I'll do it. Which means I, I like, you I still, still have, I was docked a holiday day, but I just did, just came in to do that. Um, but my text to you was like, to be clear, DC Michelle Williams, yes. right? Because it's interesting that you wouldn't have come in for Michelle Williams, Busy Phillips, Michelle Williams. Not for my fucking holiday. You're crazy. I guess so. I know, but she's I like, would come in for Busy Phillips. The strange thing yeah. is, but Michelle Williams, no, because I don't think I like You'd that interview wouldn't be like a thing, right? It's true. Yeah. I wish she was so. I wish she would show us who she was. I love her. Like, I think that she's really interesting behind closed doors. But like I you, wish that she would open that fucking door once in a while. I think that's it's enough for Busy to show us. I guess, like, that's the only time she does is when she's with Busy, right? I love Busy Phillips. I never thought I would. Um, can we talk about something else that I really am interested in these days? Have you been watching Jada Pinkett Smith's talk show? I haven't watched too much of it, like, press play, but I read about – I mean, it seems like every week there's a new headline, right? Like. Yes. I don't know, uh, the time Willow walked in on Jada and yeah. Will having sex. And yes. then the time Willow did this. And then and this- they had Jaden on the show too, who was like yeah. seemingly likable. I mean, I know Kathleen loves him. I have never liked him. But it's nice to see him not be a weirdo carrying a lock of hair or his like <laughs> gold albums. Sure. Um, but anyway, so this latest one, which was fucking hilarious, was they were talking about vaginal rejuvenation. Right. Like her headline was, um, I'm in my 40s, but my pussy is 16. 16. Right. <laughs> yes. Which is great. But I, I don't think she used the word pussy. No. She said her like, um, she has like some nickname for it. Okay. I don't know. It's basically, she was like, it's my heart chakra or something. She was talking about it being, right. no, her root chakra. Her vagina is her okay. root chakra. So yeah, I, this is the thing that we're going to talk about, right? Like Vaginal how do you, so it's, it's kind of like anti-aging for your, 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 your poon. Yeah. Yes. Well, what I… Okay. So there's, I guess, many different levels of vaginal rejuvenation. One, for hanging curtains. Okay. Zipping those curtains up and making them tight and right. And then, um, like, internal rejuvenation so that, like, your hole's tighter? Do you know my… Listen, I'm not an expert on this. I'm sort of looking at you to, like, help me and walk me through what the fuck this shit is. Well, fuck. And would you do How would I know? I don't know. I was, I was coming you're, to you for fucking the, vaginal rejuvenation. No, I know nothing. Okay, so I do think there's the cosmetic surgery for um, like your cooter. And is, is that because you've pushed out some children? And I don't mean to the be cosmetic, like No, like the beef flaps. Beef or what? Thank you. <laughs> Curtain flaps. I like beef flaps. The beef flaps. The beef flaps are <laughs> for cosmetic only. But do they get saggy or... Lucy Goosey when you've had kids? Is that what happens? I've never heard of fucking pussy flaps getting saggy because you've had a kid. Like, I've never heard that. But hey, everybody out there, let us know. Let us know. That said, even people who haven't had kids, like for a while, a few years back, they were fucking 
um, promoting pussy flap surgery because women were thinking they had ugly pussies. Right. And back then, I was like, really? Because first of all, how often do you look at your pussy? Zero. Yeah, Honest I, to God, zero. Yeah, I couldn't identify my own pussy from a lineup. <laughs> Me neither. Right? Me neither. They put, like, they put out a list of 10 pussies. I would be like, what? I don't know who's my <laughs> I do not know what my pussy looks like. Oh my so, God. You know what? I feel like that's a really important thing that we should probably investigate. I identifying would like to, pussy identification? Yes, pussy identification. I would like a pussy lineup to be like, I would like to know myself. I would like to know myself enough to know which one was my labia. I'm going to ask Joanna this on her podcast. What? If she knows, if she, if she, could, she could pick, if out, she could her, pick out her pick pussy. Pick out her pussy. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so, but, so there are women who, and this was, I think, because there were so many unrealistic pussy standards set up by porn. Mm. Like, I guess porn stars are considered to have really pretty pussies. And so women were like, oh, my pussy's so ugly that the guy I'm with maybe will be turned off by my pussy. I, which, let me finish, mm-hmm. because if a guy is going to not stick it in you because he thinks your pussy is ugly, I, like, I don't know any dudes, any dudes who'd be like, yeah, I didn't fuck her because, like, her pussy was, was a four ugly. and I'm used to pussies that are, like, at least eight. And that's my question. I don't know what a four pussy is in comparison to an eight pussy. Me neither. But so, I guess it's, like, I don't know. I guess it's not wrinkly, like, it's but not wrinkly. from what I remember of my pussy, I've always had wrinkly flaps. Um, I think there's no getting around that. <laughs> yeah, I, no they, one has like, like, um, like poreless. Well, it's because you don't watch porn. And okay, on, so like, then tell porn, me, what does a porn pussy look like? Like the, you know, the high end porn pussy, yeah. like close ups are all really like trimmed. Trimmed. Uh, not just the hair. I mean, like the skin is even. Like pulled back. Like a facelift. It, no, I wouldn't say it's pulled back because you don't want it open. You just don't want, yeah, like it's. Um, like a ball. Like it's you know, taut. Like on like like balls, like ball sacks. Yeah. Right? It's not like a, like extra skin. Yeah, like exactly. Not old person skin. Exactly. Okay. Some of them, are, some of them are like, you know, wrinkly and normal. I'm just so surprised. I, but, but I don't point. Who I don't give a it. fuck. Yeah. That guy is like, exactly. Do you care? What <laughs> is this too much? Com- we've. Yasik's asking how much porn pussy. Okay, so and so okay, so Yasik saying he looks at more porn pussy than I do, and so what, Yasik? Can you weigh in on? I I'm. Excuse me. So what's your point? What's your point? What would you like to? What would you like to interject? I, uh, have you met your wife? Of course she dissected that shit. It's not that I'm hiding it. It's just that, like, we don't have to talk about it. By the time you come upstairs, it's over. Where are we going with this? (laughs) Anyway. Anyway, Anyway, so there's that. Pussy rejuvenation. And then I guess there's, like, the, yeah, if you've pushed out some kids and you want to be fucking tighter. That makes, see, that makes sense to me. I think if I had like a loose hole because it had squeezed out a couple of humans or for whatever reason, I would understand why you'd want to rejuvenate the circumference of that again. Okay, but I, 
I feel like I've read somewhere from doctors who are like, it's… It shrinks back. Yeah. Okay, but maybe it doesn't shrink back to like when you were 16. But how would you know that? Because it hurts? Right? I think… Why would it hurt if it was… Not hurt, but like you would be able to feel the dick go in. Yeah. As opposed to like, I don't know if that's up there or not. Okay. (laughs) No, I'm being serious. I think that that is the case. You think that birthing after birth, it doesn't… Because it goes back, Sash. I know it goes back, but maybe it doesn't go back to the original state To the point where like someone could be inside you and you don't know? Maybe. Maybe. I don't (laughs) think so. I don't think so. I don't think that it could be… Fine. It goes to to the point where someone has a dick in you and you're like, are you there yet? Fine. I'm being a little bit extreme, but enough so that it's not as tight as it used to be. So I guess I'm just saying that I would understand why people would get the rejuvenation for that. I don't. What? How? What are you talking about? If it didn't feel as good as it did post-kid push-out, wouldn't you want it to feel Do good? you think… Well, I mean, f- for the woman… For the woman. Okay, good. I'm if it's about done, the dude. Uh, yeah, exactly. No, no. Okay. I, no, this is all just for the woman. Fine. Fine. Sure. We're in. So that's it. I, Moral of the story, we're in for the internal. External, we don't understand yet. shit. But yeah. also moral of the story. Anyway, a few take-home things for homework for everybody. Mm-hmm. If you have had pussy rejuvenation, please let us know inside or outside. But specifically inside, give us… Details. Details. Because, you know… We haven't had kids, so not sure if if you would still feel the dick inside of you. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to know. I would also, yeah. followed up with that, would like to know, um, would you bother getting an outside vaginal rejuvenation? While you're in the inside? Mm, fuck it. Who cares? Just to know. Do you care so much about your fucking labia that you would go so far as to get like a facelift for them? Well, I was going to say, hey, everybody, should we start identifying our pussies? Like, knowing what she looks like. I, I feel like that's a really good thing to do. Just for, ki- like, shits and giggles. It's just such a, like, it's a fucking weird, because how would you, exactly, like, your bathroom mirror is up on a counter. Like, right? I don't yeah. think most people have a full length against the, the sink, full length mirror. That's it's, weird, and right? And it's also really awkward to, like, have that. Right, so then, Angle. then you go, let's say you're doing it in your bedroom and it's your like closet, then you have to go down on the ground. Yeah. Scoot, right? You have to scoot right yeah. up against the mirror. Yeah. I'm, you would scoot right up and then and you then like somehow curve your head over sure. into like a C formation to see it. Or you lie in bed and then you get like a mirror, you know, whatever, sure, handheld sure. mirror and stick it down there. But then I still feel like you have to contort your neck a little bit to get in the angle. I feel like I would like to… I, I like, guess with iPhones now, you could just fucking true. snap the pic, like stick it down there. But I feel like it's more fun to but that's do weird. it out of a lineup. Like, like I, I don't know if I want that in my cloud. No, fuck exactly. no. No. But exactly. I, but for… Actually, I wouldn't… You know what? I think I should… I Yeah. I It should go up in the cloud. How many pussy pictures do you think are up in the cloud? An infinite amount. Yeah, so no one's going to be able to ID my pussy. If I can't ID my pussy… That's true. …in the cloud. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I feel like we've gone nowhere with this, but gone so many other places. Um, you are going to read questions this week. Oh, fine. Um, 
Dear Sasha and Lainey, I'm not really sure how I'm going to lay this out, but here it goes. I'm 32 years old and I live with my mom and younger siblings, two brothers and a sister. Brothers are in their mid-20s and sister is still in high school. My dad left when I was 15, but since he was in and out for a few years before that, it's always been up to me to be the man of the house. Here's my problem. I feel trapped. Even writing those words feels like I'm betraying my mom. She's been ill for a few years now and has medication, um, a long list. She doesn't work, but still manages to do everything around the house. What we fight about are my two brothers in their mid-20s who don't work, haven't worked since they were out of high school, and don't plan to work at all. My brothers and I have a difficult relationship, mostly stemming from me being the disciplinarian when they were younger, which I admit I didn't handle well. Ever since they were younger, I was told to stay out of their business and they will stay out of mine. Both of them have been dealing with various levels of PTSD, anxiety, and depression. I was sympathetic when they were younger, but now it's just too much. My mom treats them like precious flowers that will disintegrate and is terrified of losing them. I don't know what to do. I can't abandon my mom and sister, but holy fuck, this has gotten out of hand. I'm saddled with a responsibility I never wanted nor asked for. I did everything I was supposed to do. I went to college, got a job, bought a house, and now here I am feeling stuck. I feel like I'm not living for myself. I never went away to college, a fantasy when I was in high school, never had an active social life because of my responsibilities at home, and now that in my 30s, I've become resentful. I know I shouldn't. I can't blame others for decisions I made, and I feel like such a traitor to my mom who did everything for me growing up, and I just can't leave my sister who's a smart go-getter and expect her to fend for herself right when she's about to graduate high school and start college. I selfishly tried to encourage her to move away I selfishly tried to encourage her to move away from school, but for messed up cultural reasons, girls are not allowed to do that. I have one card to play, and that is to kick them, my brothers, out if they don't get off their asses, but I'm 99% sure my mom will go with them and take my sister with her. How do I have this conversation with my mom without seeming like a total jerk? Thanks. Okay, well, that's a lot. Um, You're such a good guy. I know. Whoever you are. Um, what's a good guy name? Well, I was going to say this reminds me so much of Charlie from Party of Five that I feel like we can call him Charlie. Yes. Don't you think? Yes. I hope Charlie is of age to remember Party of Five because this feels very reminiscent of that. Mm -hmm. Um, and I feel like Charlie, our writer, has just taken on so much and is continuing to saddle so much fucking baggage of everybody of his whole family and I while I respect that, I also am like, want to yell like, run free. Like, just escape it. He deserves to live his life um, and and carve out his own path without having to feel like he needs to take care of everyone else before himself. Yeah, but then he's like, my mom's sick. And but and then the, ba- like the baby sister. I, I know. But sometimes you have to go and live your life. Um, You can't be there to take care of everybody. And we've talked about this before. You can't take care of everybody without taking care of yourself. And he, these are all people who are going to be on their own other, like they all have their own life paths. Like he can't cradle them their whole way. That's not healthy for them and it's not healthy for him. Um, So for me, it's like, it'll be hard. You'll feel major, massive amounts of guilt leaving your family but it's something that you're going to need to do because the resentment cut to in a decade will eat you up so much that I fear that you will write us again 
and be in such a deep, dark depression because you never got to live your life. And no one's, it doesn't seem like anyone here is asking him to stay. I feel like this seemingly feels like he's putting this all on himself. What do you think? Yeah, I think that, I don't think that he's putting it all on himself. He's like, he, he looks around and nothing else is going to get done. But maybe, to your point, maybe if he goes to live his life, that will be the impetus and the, 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 the spark that, gets his two brothers to step up. Like, they aren't really stepping up now because he's around. Yeah. So when the need is there, maybe they'll respond to that. Mm -hmm. I don't want to put that out there, though, because you never know. Like, he could leave and then they could just… Like, I mean, his fear is that he leaves and he goes and does his own thing and they do, like, they do jack shit and everything falls apart. Well, I guess so, but it's also like, and I know that he had mentioned that his mother is sick, but she is um, still taking care of everything around the house and, uh, you know, seems to be quite self-sufficient. So what's the worst case scenario? You go live your life mm -hmm. and then they figure out their mess as well. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't seem like him being there changes much, right? His two brothers are still like, Mwah. his mom is, you know… I don't know, like, he doesn't really complain much about his mom and his sister is ready to go to college. So, like, they're kind of all set in their ways right now. So I don't understand what he brings to the table by being there other than his own suffering. I, I think that, first of all, Charlie, I think you should see someone and talk through all of your issues mm. because I think what's deeper in, in this, to me, is that Charlie doesn't want to abandon his family the way his dad did. Mm -hmm. Like, the resentment is about that too. Mm -hmm. Like, the man, the father didn't stick around and he had to pick up the pieces. And so a lot of that resentment is still probably unworked through Yeah, from when dad left. Yes, sure. So… I, Charlie, I definitely think that you need to, I mean, I know you're not Charlie, but you're Charlie to us and that comes with so much affection. Yeah. Um, Charlie, I definitely think that you need to address that um, and work through that part first. Agreed. And also understand that should you make the decision to go and live your life and do the things that you want to do, then you're not your dad. Yeah, you've put in the work. You've yeah. done more than most parents have done by taking care of your mother and your siblings. I don't know. It just, my heart breaks because there's nothing worse than seeing or hearing about someone who is so frustrated and that feels so handcuffed to a life that they don't feel like they should be living, you know? And I just don't feel like that need, if he has that need, if he has that desire, I, I just don't think it's – I don't – A, I don't think it's going to go anywhere – but B, I feel like it's only going to hurt him down the line if he doesn't actually go do the things that he wants to. And he's earned it. He's yeah. earned his freedom. And I wonder if he would have that conversation with his mom. Yeah. If she would be like, go. Yeah. Go. Live your life. You know, no mom wants to see their son or, or no mom wants to see their child suffering and not living their best life. Yeah. You know? So I feel like, yes, you're right. Go talk to the therapist. Work out those kind of issues. Also have honest conversation with your mom. Um, about, yeah, what what it would be like if he did start to, like, separate a little bit more, get it, like, I don't know, move out of the house or whatever, et cetera, et cetera. I just feel like it's important for him to, um, yeah, as I said, live his life. 
I wonder if he pays for the house. I don't know. Like the mom doesn't work. Right. So he's definitely a breadwinner in a major way. Mm -hmm. So listen, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to, he's not going to be like peace out with a fucking bag and that's it. It's going to be, it's, and it might not be an instant, but he can start to slowly, slowly, slowly do these things that feels like freedom to him. Yeah. And you're right. Even the, even speaking to a therapist will maybe be its own source of freedom as well. But the first thing that you have to sort of absorb, Charlie, is that you deserve to have the life that you want. Mm -hmm. And whatever the steps are to get there, like the first thing to do, because, you know, your email is really about what should I do? But I think the question that you're asking is, do I deserve it? And Mm -hmm. you do. Yeah. So the next steps that you take should all be in service of that statement. You deserve to go out and pursue the things that you want to pursue. Yes, I agree. Good luck, Charlie. Keep us posted. Let us know. Watch Party of Five if oh God, you've just... never watched it before. And um, and I'll watch it alongside you because I want yeah, to. Yeah, <laughs> you are the Charlie character. Yeah. That's how much affection we have for you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Um, okay, next. Dear Sasha and Laney, recently a colleague of mine, let's call him Zed, We've started becoming more friendly over a discovered shared love of sports. What started as some verbal trash talk about the playoffs via instant message via instant message has led to more personal chats. I would classify our discussions as intimate but not flirtatious. Nothing offside and nothing inappropriate, but we talk on and off all day about our childhoods, families, relationships, etc. It's certainly not work-related. Um or topics I generally discuss with colleagues, but nothing to indicate any romantic intentions on either of our parts. I'm, okay, I'm just going to start summarizing because this is long. They're both in their 30s. She's single. He's a common law relationship, eight years. They work in the same company, different office locations. He suggested lunch. They walk from the office to uh, like his, whoa, where do we go from here? He suggested we meet for lunch and walk from his office to mine about a half hour trek. Up until this point, we had never actually met in person and our correspondence had been via phone or IM. He had mentioned he was shy, as am I. So I was slightly worried it would be awkward in person and that our online connection wouldn't translate in real life. A totally bizarre thought as this wasn't a date. It was a lunch between colleagues. Turns out I had nothing to worry about. It was great. We didn't stop talking the entire time. Uh, We looked at the watches. Oh, my God, so much time had passed. He covered the bill. They were there for two hours. Um, I would say he's not my type physically, not someone I would notice. But after spending time with him, he's got a certain appeal. Attraction is too strong a word, but there's some intrigue there. I find him interesting, genuinely enjoy his company. Once he got back to his office, he IM'd me and we continued talking until it was time to leave. I should point out that we only talk at work and don't text or anything outside of the office or on weekends. 
I have a meeting at his office this coming week, and he mentioned we should grab lunch again. I'm hesitant, not because I don't want to go out, but because if I was his wife, I don't think I'd appreciate my husband spending all this time talking and getting to know a single girl, innocent or not. Sasha, would you be bothered if Corey talked all day with another woman? Lainey, would you be okay if Yasik spent a two-hour lunch with another woman, then proceeded to message her the instant he got back to his desk? I'm trying to respect the boundaries of his relationship, as I would hope others would for me if the tables were turned. As a single woman, I answer to no one and can basically do whatever I want with whomever I want, but try to be considerate to others. From his end, I don't sense anything other than friendliness as far as I can see. In my previous workplace, I had a similar situation where my work husband at the time and I spent a lot of time together. I asked him if his girlfriend minded, to which he said no. I felt almost foolish bringing it up, like I was creating an issue when the people who were actually in the relationship didn't care, so why should I? Lo and behold, even with their reassurances, he ended up developing feelings for me. They split up for a time, and he and I are no longer friends. Even when I try to do the right thing, I seem to create issues, and I don't want to repeat the same pattern. What should I do? Keep my distance? Should I divorce my work spouse? Should I nip this friendship in the bud before feelings develop, either on my side, his side, or both? Should I discuss this with him, or would it create an unnecessary, awkward situation? Am I overthinking it? Although not my type, it's not impossible that attraction can eventually grow. On a side note, he told me he and his wife were former colleagues and he was in a relationship (laughs) when they met, so it's not totally out there that these types of things develop between people who spend a lot of time together help. Am I potentially ending what could be a great friendship for no reason, or is this a slippery slope down a dangerous path? Thanks in advance, B. Oh my God, B, you're so fucking funny that you would write this whole thing and you're weaving your answer in and out each paragraph. I mean, the this is sketchy upon sketchy. You're only writing to us because there's something there. Yes. Yes. Not my type, but kind of, I'm interested. We're flirtatious. Um... But but it, we're not flirtatious, we're intimate, which is like a thousand times worse. Um, uh, no, this is this is crossing the lines of appropriateness for sure. Um, this is leading down a path that I don't think you want to. And you've actually gone down this path before with another colleague. Like the, the writing's on the wall. Like bad things are about to happen if you continue to pursue this. Yeah, I. <laughs> it just makes me laugh because she knows. Yeah, she knows. You know, and also you wouldn't be writing to us if this was so innocent. At the very least, you are taking him home with you. You're thinking about him when you get home. You're thinking about him and taking the time to draft this very long email <laughs> yeah. to us. Yeah. So what that means is, even if you don't know if he's developed feelings for you, you sure as shit, you <laughs> sure as shit are doing something, which means that you shouldn't be doing it anymore because that person is. Um, you have, to, as you said, you should respect his relationship a hundred percent. And like, if there's any other sign, Yasik, who really doesn't ever care what we're talking about on this podcast, literally had to stop and wave his hands up in the air, like, "What the fuck?" Because. Yeah. This is as blatant as blatant gets. So really, we can pretend like we could take the time to like fucking go over sentence by sentence. Not necessary. But not necessary. Because you took the time to write. Yeah. You did the fucking hard work. Our quick answer here is like fucking back off. But again. Back off and back away. Just in case this was not long enough or clear enough for you. Because, you know, we know that you want your time here. But also, you want us to really 
lay this down Unpack for you it. is you uh, is and you want tough talk tough talk you've been through this before so in that past situation whatever you were putting out there was being received mm-hmm. and that person developed feelings for you yeah and if you're behaving the same way and you're, I'm sure you're charming and sexy and fun and flirty and you have the sports thing going on and you're just so awesome about the sports thing and easy to talk know, to all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's happening again too. Yeah. So if you truly want to respect the person's relationship, which you say you do. And truly don't want to get into the same situation yeah. as you did last time. Do not even have the conversation with him. No. That is only a door that opens. The way to keep the door closed is just no meetings for lunch. Maybe start slowly cutting back on the number of texts and let the person be happy in his common law relationship of eight years. Yes. Okay. We tied that one up. KB. Don't even keep us posted. Just do what (laughs) we just told you to do. Yeah. Okay. Last question. Hi, Sasha and Lainey. I just started a new job, a dream job. Love every aspect of it. However, there's this girl I work with that I can't stand. Long story short, she's out to get me. She's technically my boss. For my job, we work on teams of five, and she oversees my team. She's the type of personality that I do not mesh well with. I am relatively reserved, friendly, don't like to ruffle feathers. She, on the other hand, is outspoken, rough, and kind of gutless. She calls me out for not doing my job will actually tell me how to do my job, even though my specific job requires a master's degree and is very specialized, and will CC my actual boss on her emails to call me out on stuff. Every time I get an email or have to interact with her, which is often, it literally takes everything in me to put a smile on my face and pretend to be friendly, when inside I am screaming and kind of just want to punch her in the face for being such a you-know-what. I've been really nice to her to prove to her that I'm a good person and don't want to cause any tension. However, it's not working. I'm actually kind of nervous she will get me fired, even though I'm doing everything right and feel like I'm good at my job. How do I not let her get to me? I actually have so much anger toward her and don't know how to settle it. I'm so nervous lately that she will actually get me fired and don't know how to put that thought to rest. Thanks for taking the time to read this. Please don't read my real name. Thank you, X. (laughs) I have some questions. Okay, yeah, go for them. I saw your little face scrunch up. What are some of the questions? I just want to know, like, when you get an email from somebody who tells you you've done something wrong, <laughs> but you, I just want to know if she did do something wrong. Well, that's why, I mean, for me, when you were reading it, I was like, there seems to be, there could be the potential that our writer has some blind spots. Because when someone writes and doesn't take, like, an iota of blame that always kind of raises a red flag to me because I'm like, "Mm, like, did you do something wrong? Are you as perfect and like as professional as you say? Those are like my first instincts. Yeah, I I just wanted to unpack more. Like I want more detail. She says, she calls me out for not my, she calls me out for not doing my job, will actually tell me how to do my job and will CC my actual boss on her emails to me calling me out on stuff. So I, I just want to know what you're being called out on. Like, mm-hmm. let's say that you were supposed to do X and you did X, then… Everything should be above board? Is that what you're saying? Right. Like, yeah. isn't there like um, like an X that you could show? 
Well, that's what I'm saying. I feel like there could be a blind spot that she's not talking about right now, which is maybe she did make a mistake because nobody, nobody would be like, this person did it wrong. Here's the proof. But then the proof is everything's right. Well, no, I feel like your boss. I feel like people out there can relate to this in the sense of I'm sure like everybody has worked for a horrible boss Mm -hmm. who um, and work things are so nuanced. Right. So I just kind of want to know what the environment is, like what specifically, I guess, the wrong thing is. Okay. Because very few, I guess, I guess in some situations, it's more nuanced what the qualification of not doing your job right is. Mm -hmm. But we'll never know that. No, we don't know that. So I just, I want more, I don't feel like we have enough information here. But bottom line is definitely in a broader sense, for everybody out there, what do you do when you feel like this one person it's is out to out get to you? Get you? Um, and I'll, also, it comes down to work styles. So the the boss is um, abrasive, it sounds like, and this person is reserved. She calls herself reserved, friendly, and um, doesn't want to ruffle feathers. Mm-hmm. So it's opposite sides of the spectrum, right? Right. Um, to me, if this person is a sort of supervisor for you, then I want to know if there are any attempts like to approach this person and be like, hey, um, I just want to know how you think we could improve the project. <laughs> you know, I, yeah. Listen, I have no context here, but to go in and have a very productive like work Almost a progress report slash performance review, but Mm -hmm. informal meeting. Well, sometimes you have to be your own moderator, right? And especially when someone is trying to kind of throw you under the bus uh, at all times and kind of tattle on you. Like I feel like it, it, phase one of this would be to have a conversation with her to be like, how do we get back on the same page, right? Yeah. Because that's really important because so much gets lost in translation when there's emails or or phone calls, you know, people are, there's so many factors into get being misunderstood um, in a work environment. And the other thing for me is nothing good comes out of the breeding of paranoia. And weaved in this email is a lot of paranoia about yes. being fired. And it could be warranted, but I think that needs to be taken off the table. Yeah. Because if you start to do that, then you start to be weird. Like yeah. I've been in that situation before at work where I feel like, oh God, fuck, 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 fuck. Um, they hate me, they're going to fire me, I'm doing everything wrong, even though everything is fucking kosher. And so I feel like she needs to, again, take that out of the equation yeah, so that she's like fully functioning in a normal mental space. Yeah, I completely agree. I think that a lot of this boils down to communication always. When you get one of those emails from her that CCs your boss – is there a possibility for you to have an in-person yes. conversation saying, hey, I just got your email. Um, I see here that you are unhappy with this, that, and the other. Um, here's what I tried to do. Is there a way or what is your suggestion for yeah. next time? Yeah. It's as simple as that. Everybody needs direction. Mm-hmm. And if you are going to be dinged for asking for direction – that is actually a sign of poor leadership. 
A hundred percent. So, and so then what do you do when, so if our reader does those two kind of phases. Yeah. And then you realize that you're stuck with a shitty fucking manager, a shitty fucking boss. Yeah. Well, if that's the case, there's another boss, right? Like exactly. this person is the pseudo boss yeah. or whatever, the next step down or next step up on the way to the boss. Mm-hmm. But then you have like the, if you have to call it this ammunition to be like, hey, on this day, I went to see her. I asked her for guidance and direction on how to improve it. This is what she told me mm-hmm. to do and I've done it. So I've demonstrated as an employee, my willingness to improve and my willingness to seek out ways to improve. I have not gotten the mentorship that I need here. Um, but you have to you have to sort of start collecting that dirt on her if uh-huh. you yeah yeah. And I also think yeah, I think the, I think people are so used to having this back and forth over email, like. And, and it's just becoming harder and harder to gauge what people are actually feeling, that it's so important that when you get something like that, you don't fucking stew at your desk or whatever, stew at your desk, but then go and have the conversation so that you know exactly what you're working with, that exactly as you just said, getting some fucking intel so that if you do ever have to take it to the next step up, you already can have all that proof ready and waiting. And then also, you know, when you get those emails and you have said you're a reserved person, but when you get those emails and your real boss is CC, there's no reason for you not to reply all and be like, hey, let's meet Jane. Yeah. Um, uh, here are the things I've done. L- listen, we have no context for this. So let's <laughs> say here are the steps I've taken to deliver this project. Um, and on this date and this date, I did this. I'm attaching the workflow of it. <laughs> You're really doing a good job and, of pretending about this um, job. <laughs> but so happy, like, but happy to take suggestions on how to make this yes. better. Yes. Then you have it in writing. Then your real boss is going to be like, I've seen the work that X has put in. Looks good to me or whatever. Yeah. Then I am also seeing that X is asking for direction, meaning that X is always open, open to yeah. new ideas. Then you have that fucking documented and you're doing it in a way where it's so nicey nice, right? Hi, Jane. Thanks for that. Here's my blah, 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 blah. Like, and that's it too, right? Like in a workplace, it's so hard to also not get your feelings hurt and also like become hurt and then act out towards that. Like the thing that I've learned for sure you know, having a job for a really long time is sometimes you have to create barriers around your fucking heart. Your work heart needs to be protected and you just have to sometimes pretend that it doesn't exist or at least put on a fucking happy face or a happy email. Like you just have to confront that in like some sort of fakeness to get you through the goddamn day, especially if you're dealing with somebody who is um, a bad leader. Yeah. So hopefully… Hopefully opening up that communication and at the very least not taking it home to stew, but coming back with a healthier response. Like if they give you, if she's giving you an unhealthy response, it doesn't mean that your reaction to it has to be unhealthy. You can respond in a really productive way by saying, thanks, here's what I've done. How can I make it better? That is, if anybody wants to ding you for that, and if everybody, anybody's going to take you to task for that, lawsuit. 
<laughs> of course. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Agreed. Everything you said. <laughs> um, and on that note, yes. to go back to the beginning, um, please tell us your pussy stories because yes. we're super. Two, the two of us are really curious. I know. I want to say send pictures. Are you going to go look at your pussy say- tonight? Um, no, I'm going to give it a second. And really? Because I kind of want to do this thing. Like, when you get home, let's look at our pussies together. Oh, my God. BFFs for life. <laughs> um, maybe. I mean, I'm, now I'm curious. Now I'm curious. Now I really want to put it to the test. I want to understand um, if I could, yeah, pick it out of fucking pussy. You know, oh, actually, one thing. One thing about pussies that I forgot to mention earlier is that what I, from my, like, from what I do remember about my pussy like, not all the parts are the same shade of skin color. Okay. Like, sometimes your flap is, like, darker than, like, the other area. So that's and how you would be able to map it out? Is that what you're saying? No. I mean, I think that that's why some people consider it unattractive. Oh, like discoloration. Like, think about your face skin, Again, right? Like, if there are patches on your face skin, sometimes… Like, I mean, this goes is back… your face tone even? No, but I guess… Not mine. Goes, I guess this goes back to how… What, what condition your pussy is kept in, right? Well, so a lot of the time, I would Condition? Ima- I'm sorry, Mike. Not in a condition. I take care of my pussy. I, that, exactly, this is what I'm saying. Just let me fucking finish. <laughs> Either one is Brazilian or one is not, right? Like, so how would you be able... I feel like actually I could... Why are you looking at me like that? What does it matter what your fucking like man, hair like hair situation is? Because down then there. you wouldn't be able to see this discoloration that you're talking about. These patches. No, I'm talking about the fucking flaps. There's no hair on the flaps. Oh, you're talking about literally peeling back? No, the flaps are one color, but the flaps would have hair on them for some people. My there's no hair that grows on my flaps. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Rewind. Rewind. What are you? I'm gonna like. I'm talking about the fucking flaps. Like, am I? There's no hair that grows on my flaps. I please. I I'm actually like busting a sweat because I don't understand what you mean. Pull up a pussy photo. Okay, I'm going. Okay, stand by, people. (laughs) I actually just googled pussy flap. (laughs) This is a work phone. Oh, so right. That's what you mean. You're talking spread out. I was talking about like a closed one. What do you mean spread out? <laughs> I'm talking about can here. You, like can we should just, pause this for a second. Can I please? draw it on that? Draw it on that. No, give me the fucking okay, yeah, pull, so pass me the fucking picture. I'm talking about the these folds. Do you see how here is a yes. little oh. darker? Yes, 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 the, yes. Than the pinkness of okay. Yeah. So this whole time, I thought that we weren't talking about spread. I thought we were just talking about the actual. No hair grows on that part. No. Yeah, I, I get that. I was talking. I thought when you were saying beef curtains, they were the stuff, the stuff, the part where there's hair on them. Those aren't beef curtains. The beef curtains are inside? Yeah, Sash. Oh, I didn't know like, that. Like, can I just properly point out to you what a, like, where the beef curtain is? Oh, God. Now I'm looking at so many sick things. Like. Jesus. This is a, this is the beef curtain. Oh, 
Oh, I didn't know it was the inside. I thought we were talking about the outside. What? Where the hair is. No, it's like the actual lips. Those sag? Well, look at this one. That sags. Okay, okay. Can you feel it? Like, don't you ever touch it? You this can, isn't, you can pinch this. When, when you think something is pinchable, this area, you can pinch your own flap. If you can pinch your own fucking lip, then of course there's going to be some hang. This is so confusing to me. Sash, you need, I, listen, it's confusing to me too, for a, that you're confused about that. This is something that you know, that is, that something that lives in you, you don't, it lives in you too. <laughs> I think we're going to have to be to be continued. Because after this podcast, I'm going to need to look at all these images with you. Okay. I Look at that. I, I just don't understand. Like, you don't... Do you not know what a vulva looks like? Of course I do. But what Clearly I, not. Well, no, what... Oops. What I was... What I was thinking we were talking about is stand by... This part. I thought that was what was getting rejuvenated. No. Oh. The fucking lips are getting rejuvenated. Got it. Okay. Got it, folks. <laughs> Thanks, Jada Pinkett Smith. Um, all right. Okay. Tell us all your thoughts about your pussy. Yeah. Um, we'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. Check us out on Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, leave comments. And keep your questions coming to me at Sasha at LadyGossip.com. Bye. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 